strong and get stuff with my dad. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care it well, either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. He's an FBI the employee. gentleman is not recognized. And the chairman is not being proper. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. Hey, senor. It's a dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today, on a Friday, hey, it's the weekend. We're under the tutelage of our general manager. I really wanted it to be Peter Strzok and what's her name, Paige? It's a love thing, an FBI love thing. But the president has gone crazy in London. The special relationship is at risk. I say! Hmm. By Strzok, do you mean that patriot? Because that's the way they were referring to him this morning on MSNBC. Ah, right. <laughs> I tell you what. And as Republicans questioned this patriot, I thought, oh, seriously? Wow. Okay. That's not even an attempt to give a, a, a balanced coverage of what happened. Well, of course not. Unless he played for the National Football League's New England uh, franchise. He's, uh, to describe him as that primarily is just kind of a stretch. Yeah, I'd say. By the way, I need a different weather app because I rode my motorcycle in pouring rain today. Pouring rain. Really? Yeah, and I had no indication wow. that it was supposed to rain at all. It never rains in California. And I Did don't, you get lost and go through a, like a car wash? <laughs> I don't mean like sprinkles. I mean deluge, pouring, giant drops rain. That's insanitation. I'm soaked. Yeah, had no expectation of that. Oh, uh, and by the way, if you've never ridden a motorcycle in the rain, those uh, those raindrops feel like bullets at 80 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, no they hurt. <laughs> like ball bearings. Yeah. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. Are you sure you weren't driving behind a driver who decided just to dispose of their drink and then just threw it behind him? No, and... I'm, I'm checking my app right now. There's 0% chance of precipitation. Yeah. You're incorrect, sir. <laughs> um, today was one of those crazy mornings where um, I, I woke up and I realized, oh my gosh, I've got to be at work in 45 minutes. Um, something happened with my alarm. Hmm. It was one of those rare days where the alarm did not go off. Or Science not... has never figured out what happens sometimes where your alarm just doesn't go off. And but, yet you're here. Eyes I'm bright, here. tail bushy. Right. And so I remember, I thought of Joe. He said, you know what? No use in getting upset right. um, as far as being late. He said, I used to get really upset over being late, but not anymore. So I thought of Joe Getty, and I just I just calmly came to work. And... Well, you can only go as fast as you can go. Yeah, well, like, that's true. And at some point... You you recognize you 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 internalize you accept your own level of stupidity. 
And I wake up, I see, oh, it's an hour after I'm supposed to be awake. <laughs> this again. <laughs> Isn't that something? It's like, you know, it's I'm my own idiot brother or friend. Oh, my God, he did something stupid again. Unbelievable. But I have that attitude about me now. You know, having wet underpants is one of my least favorite feelings. <laughs> oh, if you're telling me. Is this related to the rain? Yeah. Or you know, else? It's funny. You were talking about it. The wettest I've ever been is riding a motorcycle in the rain. Every every garment of clothing, every inch of your skin. I'm soaked. Anyway, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, point of uh, parliamentary order first. Uh, Serena Williams is on her way to her 10th Wimbledon final. Uh, I'm a big believer that Serena Williams is the most dominant athlete America has ever produced. I think she is amazing. There and are if, stats to back that up. Yeah, if she uh, if she wins Saturday against the 11th seed Angelique Kerber, she will tie Margaret Court's longstanding record of 24 Grand Slam singles titles. Go Serena! And what is that record from like 1850? Those records don't count anyway. Right. They, they had those like wooden rackets, and, and there's stuff. like six people playing the sport in the whole world. <laughs> we're still we're talking about girl sports here, aren't we? Is that right? Uh, women's sports, yes. Oh, okay. And we have the best women athletes in the, in that's, the world. That's didn't, nice. That's good she, for them. Didn't she have a baby like last week? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think like 10 months ago, something like that. There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm feeling very jovial. Big day at the Phillips household. Already getting some doppelganger birthday cards today because it is American actor and film producer Harrison Ford, 76th to birthday today. Who is he in the Star Wars movies? That's Han Solo. Han Solo, yes. Yes. Oh, boy. You should know your own culture. That's really a (laughs) grievous oversight of yours. Harrison Ford's net worth, $230 million. Good for him. He has pulled in. He's still married to Callista Frockhart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got uh, twins, I do believe, right? He and Ali McBeal have made a pretty pretty legitimate uh, Hollywood marriage. Yeah. Good for that. How old are the kids? He's almost 80. I that, that, uh, that I don't know. Uh, Sean, how old are the kids? Anyway, <laughs> his uh, his world box office has surpassed six billion dollars. He is the highest grossing U.S. domestic box office star ever. Between Star Wars, Indiana Jones, yeah, that would do it. Um, You're not thrilled that my doppelganger's birthday is today? I, no. Not no, frankly. No. Boy, that fell I flat. Did. Good for him. Disappointed. Know, Were you know. expecting some sort of like what cascading congratulations? <laughs> what, do <you laughs> what do you want? Did, yes. some, did somehow you end up getting, supposed to get congratulations on his birthday? Well, I did get a doppelganger birthday like card oh, yesterday, okay. so, you, you know. Uh, does my phone still work? It's soaking wet. Oh, I'm boy. Jack. Ar- I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is Friday, July thirteenth. Wait a second. That's yes. Friday the thirteenth, the year twenty eighteen. Setting you straight in twenty one eight. We're Armstrong and Getty. And we approve of this program. Uh, checking the internet. Uh, yeah, according to the internet, there is zero chance of rain. So obviously, the conspiracy theory is you lost control of your bladder and are inventing, <laughs> inventing a rainstorm. All right, let's begin uh, to do whatever we're going to do, precisely according to FCC rules and regulations. Mr. Chairman, can we do this at Mark? I don't think... Can we do... You can't do that at Mark! We can do it at Mark. When I see you looking there with a little smirk, how many times did you look so innocent into your wife's eye and lie to her about uh, Lisa? Mr. Chairman, this is outrageous. Credibility of a witness shame is always on you. an Chairman. issue. Mr. Chairman, please. You Mr. Know, Chairman, this is intolerable harassment of the witness. What's wrong with that? You need your medication. That was, uh, that was a low point. That's democracy in action. 
That was a low point yesterday. Uh, hey, Louis Gomert, way to take a day that could have been a win for your side and turn it into a loss. Yeah, in no terms kidding. of the headline of the day. Well played, idiot. Yeah, jeez. Um, what are other headlines, Marshall? I got President Trump in Britain setting off protests and yes, more controversy. An update on Stormy Winter's arrest. And Stormy why Daniels? Or Stormy uh, Daniels, yes. And why one coast uh, West Coast mayor wants to ban neckties at work based on science coming up minutes from now. So we took in a lot of the coverage early yesterday of the hearing with the FBI agent and uh, then watching the reporting later in the day in the various news sources was pretty interesting. I want to discuss that angle of it. How's mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. It's nice. Plus, we have clips of the week. Oh, cow on a Friday. All that coming up. And President uh, Trump is doing a news conference right this minute in England. So that's, you know, it's good stuff's coming out of that. Oh, man. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Depending on which news outlet you tuned into last night, but on on the the left leaning news outlets, Peter Strzok owned FBI uh, congressional Republicans yesterday, embarrassing them. Um. And if you watch the other news outlet, Fox, there's only one other. Uh, Peter Strzok couldn't answer for uh, for his texts. I would step in here and point out the Republicans needed no assistance in embarrassing themselves. No, yesterday. they they embarrassed themselves at several turns. It uh, they snatched a defeat from the jaws of victory in fine style. Yeah, I'd say was a, it was a dark day for the Congress and the <laughs> Democrats. Please, pandering phonies. This is a day of shame. You know how sometimes some king will declare a national day of mourning or something? I'm declaring yesterday, the 12th of... Was yesterday the 12th? Yes, today's Friday no, the nobody's 13th. Nobody's sure. Friday the 13th. I, I, from, uh, henceforth, July the 12th, to set aside as a national day of mourning. For the idiocy that was displayed in the U.S. Congress yesterday. More on the idiocy to come. It was nothing to be proud of as an American. I'd say not. Mailbag coming up in a moment or two. Mike. ah, oh, you, you, careful. Now it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's cow clips of the week. And, and I have, like, enough gray pants I could put on some sort of gray-panted dance review. <laughs> more Elton John records. He seems to have a lot of records. And we beat, and I, by the way, I don't have a musical instrument. I don't have a guitar or an organ. (laughs) Because of the heat wave, a lot of people across the country are without power. Yeah, they're called Democrats. (laughs) We believe that physical appearance and beauty and being fit, that is empowering. We're just not going to judge women on that anymore. Okay, not that I don't care about the country and Supreme Court and whatnot, but, like, honestly, this is so rude interrupting the bachelorette. Did he chase him down, or? Yeah, he chased him down on his tractor, and my husband had to run, yes. But I'll tell you what he will do. He'll sneak a Supreme Court justice 
onto the bench who will do just that. But I strongly believe today's hearing is just another victory notch in Putin's belt and another milestone in our enemy's campaign to tear America apart. As someone who loves this country and cherishes its ideals, it is profoundly painful to watch and even worse to play a part in. Mr. Chairman, I welcome your questions. That patriot. Yeah, the uh, later edition of Cow, after Sean has the time to, uh, to, to take it in and chop it up, We'll be featuring, I'm sure, Trey Gowdy, Louis Gohmert, and others. Uh, Trey Gowdy, who I thought kicked ass. Louis Gohmert, who absolutely drew a curtain of derision down in front of America's opportunity to observe what actually happened. Completely obscured any discovery, any insight with his idiotic personal shot, which he was lured into for good reason, but he had to be good enough and strong enough to resist it. We'll get to the reason he got lured into taking the personal shot in a moment. Mailbag. Yes, the Peter Strzok grilling takes front and center position in mailbag. Guys, thanks for equally pondering the Republican possible bias to save Trump from the Mueller probe and the Democrat bias to derail Trump's campaign. Good show, sir. That's why I listen, Steve and Vista. It's our pleasure, Steve. There's a difference, Stephen. Biased or not, Democrat representatives willingly, accept, willingly accepted Strzok's claim that his texts were not evidence of bias and did not affect his job performance. I wonder if they would believe that assertion if it were given by the Supreme Court nominee. Brett Kavanaugh. Good one. Can you imagine? Okay, folks. All right, my lefty friends. Perfect example. Chuck Schumer comes across the same sort of text, but in the other direction from Brett Kavanaugh. And he says, Chuck Schumer says, I'm sure that would not affect his performance in any way. Particularly around abortion. You come up with some Kavanaugh texts where he makes it clear that he really thinks abortion is awful. Right. If America had a conscience, it would vote a hundred million to zero against abortion. And then the Kavanaugh would sit there and lecture them all about how we in the Supreme Court do not let our personal bias get in the way, and the Democrats would never and, buy that. I know that's a great example, Stephen. But, a great example. But, yeah. One long lecture that Strzok made at some point during his nine hours of testimony yesterday, mm. man, you got to be a certain sort of person to go nine hours and not snap. That's and he plenty. and he didn't snap, but. Yeah. Uh, at one point talking about there's I tell you the FBI and flags and eagles flying behind him and everything like that never right. allow their personal opinions it that just defies all human nature right that if you have that strong a feeling one way or another that it didn't affect your performance that just denies human nature he had some strong moments i didn't think that was one of them uh dear mr jack armstrong what the hell were you two laughing 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 etc about for hours today. This is not a laughing matter. The, the hilarious FBI, stuff? I was laughing at the hilarious stuff. The FBI agent was not just an ordinary FBI agent. He was the lead investigator on two historic FBI national presidential investigations, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, bias. This is not America. Uh, he had his biases. He acted on them. This is criminal corruption. If you didn't think that was funny yesterday, you have stumbled upon the wrong radio program. For I'm you. not laughing, damn this, it. This, I'm not laughing. This radio program will probably not suit your needs. Would be and my damn guess. it, don't you laugh. And she goes on to make her, her point. In, <laughs> you're not helping. 
in in strong fashion. Well, we appreciate you weighing in. I don't mind that opinion at all. Then you mm-hmm. got this. I just don't think you're going to enjoy this program. Okay, very that much. show was probably one of your top ten moments in twenty years, in my opinion. From Jim, listening to that hearing go on like a train wreck, uh, train off track, would have been so sad if it wasn't for your show, making me realize that it was indeed as crazy as it appears. Thanks. And uh, Dick writes, uh, train wreck. Uh, great entertainment, not straight out of a movie. If the morons in Hollywood create a movie like this, it would be ridiculed. Now, that says something about the spectacle. Um, that that uh, Gowdy was great. Too bad you guys could not have extended your workday to continue coverage with the on-the-fly color commentary. Nobody does it better. There uh, are a lot of other that. great moments on both sides. Uh, yeah. uh, just uh, unbelievable. I, I took in a lot of coverage yesterday. I did not come across any coverage better than ours. And you I'm know, trying to be unbiased. Uh, Megan, uh, Megan from Oakland, I will tell you this. Uh, I agree with you on most of what you said. And we have made that case as strongly and eloquently as about anybody. That there was bias and it, it's incredibly... Uh, unwise, ill-advised, unprofessional, a lot of the stuff he did and said, and that there's absolutely reason to take a serious and sober look at whether there was bias or not. That was a train wreck yesterday. You have to embrace, and and if you can't embrace this, maybe Jack's right, maybe you need to keep looking for a different show, or you'll just get sick of us from time to time and have to turn us off. You must embrace the Armstrong and Getty principle of the horrifarious. There are things that are simultaneously horrifying and hilarious. It's just true. And yesterday was one of them. It was horrifying and hilarious. No media outlet that I saw really covered the dysfunction of the... the Congress people themselves and just their inability to run the hearing. Right. And makes me think that... That happens way more than we know. Oh, I've been saying this for years because I watch these sometimes. You, The only way you can find out what goes on at a hearing is if you watch it. It's the only way you can find out. Because if you watch any news outlet, you get maybe it's it's like the iceberg. It's, it's maybe even worse than the old iceberg sure. principle. Yeah. You just get a tiny bit of what happened and then a bunch of analysis and and have no idea what really occurred. And yesterday is a perfect example of it. Uh, many folks wanted to comment on what Dave is commenting on here. Uh, hey, Jacques and Gio, after watching Strock today, coupled with having seen Comey interviewed, I'm now wondering if being a smirky, sanctimonious prick is a requirement for FBI management. Can you imagine working for that guy? K-H-A-P-E, keep having a punchable expression. <laughs> Dave in Oakland. So, yeah, so we, uh, Joe came up with the term resting smug face. Yes. Because I said, you know, for you in the radio audience, he's got a smug look on his face, uh. or that's just his regular face. But un- unfortunately for him, he may have a uh, just a look of being smug, whether he likes it or not. And then Dave points out, did you notice how many Dems were pronouncing his name wrong? It's like they'd never heard a media report on the case. Well, maybe they haven't. They watch their media. And then uh, No Name Ron points out that the pants doctrine, the he was doing whatever he had to to get into his girlfriend's pants, uh, the, the Sean defense. Um, point is, of parlamentary order. I, no, like you, no, no, you can't make a point of parlamentary order in the yes, middle of I an can. email. He can. Yes, he can. No, no he, he can't. No, you can't. What? I, uh, I say we adjourn. No, you can't adjourn. <laughs> I didn't recognize you for that purpose. Never mind. We're out of time. <laughs> Whole damn the hearings out of order. Much to discuss today in Marshall's News Next on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
Sean was just saying the Republican bench is not very deep once you get past Trey Gowdy <laughs> in one of those hearings. I would say that's true. There was one young lad who impressed me. He did well. Kid from Florida, I think. Really? Yeah. I must have missed that one. Yeah, he's pretty good. Because I saw several more that made me cringe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Daryl Issa having struck read the text just to embarrass him. I mean, it was just so transparent what he was trying to do. <laughs> OMG, he's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> you do You do end up with that. You end up with a lot of Strzok's voice. Hi, right? how is Trump other than a douche? <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. I mean, you got to yes, admit it it's is. funny, but yes. I'm not sure it furthered the conversation in any way. <laughs> OMG, he's an idiot. <laughs> oh, shut up! Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. I'll make it nice in Britain. Prime Minister Theresa May and President Trump holding a joint news conference after a private meeting today. May noting their shared challenges in the deep, long-standing friendship between the U.S. and Great Britain and Trump responding, saying the two nations enjoy a very special relationship. The relationship between our two nations is indispensable to the cause of liberty justice and peace the united kingdom and the united states are bound together by a common historic heritage language and heroes now before that meeting during an earlier interview with the british paper the sun trump said the british prime minister's brexit plan will kill any chance of a trade deal with the u.s that he advised her about the way to go and she ignored his advice no if they do that uh i would say that that would probably end a major trade relationship with the United States. Well, I asked about that report this morning. Trump told reporters he didn't criticize Prime Minister May. I, I just said that I hope you're going to be able to uh, trade with the United States. I read reports where that won't be possible, but I believe after speaking with the Prime Minister's people and representatives and trade experts, it will absolutely be possible. So oh uh, based on that, based and based on just trade in general, and our other relationship, which will be fine. But the trade is a little bit tricky. We want to be able to trade, and they want to be able to trade. And I think we'll be able to do that. Okay? So, And I think she's doing a terrific job, by the way. All right. Yeah, right. <laughs> so the media is going crazy over the comments he made to The Sun, which is a completely irresponsible tabloid in a lot of ways. They just make stuff up. Um, Are they kind of TMZ-esque with the shoving microphones and shouting questions? Yeah, it? plus the weekly world news thrown in. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they okay. they just make stuff up. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Manchester housewife eats 70 hams. What? I mean, just, yeah, I know. So, uh, How can he, she eat 70 said, hams? Uh, well, it's, it's incredible, isn't it? As in not credible. So uh, he, he, he said a bunch of stuff about how she's floundering and the Brexit isn't working and it's a disaster and everything as she is hanging on by a thread. And it is uh, a really unprecedented criticism of a, an ally while in their country. It's wildly out of line. I, I can't believe he said it. But then he said the stuff about trade. I don't think we'll have any trade with Britain anymore. I don't lose my number, Britain. And then an hour later, a couple hours later, he's like, oh, yeah, it'll work out fine. Yeah, we'll have plenty of trade. It's just, and, and we're going to talk briefly, at least, to Mike Lyons about one thing he said about Russia. It's, and listen, I, I just, I don't know what to make of it, but the whole shooting off his mouth and saying something super strong to stir things up, and then not very long afterwards saying, well, nah, we could probably, nah, that won't be a big deal. It's so reality show. Um... It's not doing nearly the damage that the left-leaning media would suggest it is, because everybody's kind of used to it. But I don't think it's a great idea sometimes. God 
don't, don't, you don't have to you don't have to terrify Great Britain like you terrify the guy who's making a bid on mowing your golf course. All right, you don't don't negotiate the same way. It was a 10-hour hearing that involved shouting matches and finger-pointing. Embattled FBI agent Peter Strzok testifying publicly for the first time since being removed from special counsel Robert Mueller's team following this discovery of texts last year that were traded with an FBI lawyer in the run-up to the 2016 presidential election. Strzok maintaining that his personal beliefs didn't enter into the realm of any action taken, then getting into it with Representative Trey Gowdy. What you asked and what I responded to was that he kicked me off because of my bias. I'm stating to you it is not my understanding that he kicked me off because of any bias, that it was done based on the appearance. If you want to represent what you said accurately, I'm happy to answer that question, but I don't appreciate what was originally said being changed. I don't give a damn what you appreciate, Agent Strzok. I don't appreciate having an FBI agent with an unprecedented level of animus working on two major investigations during 2016. Then he shoves the microphone out of the way and leans back in his chair. (laughs) Take that! I'm done here. I'm done here. (laughs) And then watches the rest of his team continue to score in their own bucket for the next seven hours. Unfortunately, that was the the highlight for the the Republicans, and then there were eight more hours to go. It was a showstopper. You don't start a show with a showstopper. (laughs) And during that uh, final eight, Republican Representative Louis Gohmert of Texas referred to Strzok's affair with Lisa Page. I can't help but wonder, when I see you looking there with a little smirk, how many times did you look so innocent into your wife's eye and lie to her about uh, Lisa? Mr. Chairman, this is outrageous. The credibility of a witness shame is always on you. Mr. Chairman, shame. Mr. Chairman, please. Have you Mr. Know. Chairman, this is an intolerable harassment of the witness. What is wrong with that? You need your medication. <laughs> Laura Ingram and Brett Hume, both on their Fox shows yesterday, said that was way out of bounds by the Republican. Uh, so even the Fox crowd says, nah, that was that. First, there are, there are a number of problems with it. One, what's it got to do with anything that we're talking about? Two, how many people in that room have cheated on their husband and wife? Three, <laughs> your president has openly cheated on his wife a number of times. Well, and, <laughs> so and listen, if that's disqualifying to do your job, it's a, it's a problem. And listen, if you wanted to get mean because you hated the smirk on his face, how about you get mean and use as your ammunition the substance of the hearing? So you sit there with a smirk on your face while you're investigating incredibly important matters for the United States with an unprecedented level of bias. The people have lost faith in your institution because of you, and you think this is funny? But no, he went to a, you're sweating on your wife while you're banging somebody across town. Not good, Louie, not good. Hey, here's really, really bad, actually. And so that and some of the other stupidity. Did you hear this in the hearing? That the uh, Intelligence Community Inspector General found that over 30,000 of Hillary's emails were forwarded to a foreign address unrelated to Russia, and they can't quite figure out what's going on there. That is a real breach of security. It's, It's interesting, if nothing else. Did you hear this? There was one of the texts between Strzok and Page had to do with the fact that the Inspector General caught that some of the emails were openly marked classified when they were sent, but then were changed later. The inspector general caught that. The FBI had missed it, and Strzok texted Page, Holy cow, if the FBI missed this, what else was missed? Remind me to tell you to flag for Andy redacted emails. 
found that at portion marks the C's as uh, classified on a couple of paragraphs. DOJ was very concerned about this. Nobody's heard about that. You know, floundering aspects of the investigation because of freaking Louis Gohmert. And uh, many of the other Republicans who just did not. A lot of them repeated the same stuff right. Trey Cout- Gowdy said because they needed to have the soundbite for their home TV right. clip that night. Yeah. As opposed to getting together and prosecuting a yeah. case. Trey, you do this aspect, then right. I'll go here, and then I'll go here. You know, building a case all day long. And do it in a good, tight two-hour hearing with just sound bites of plenty. But no, instead they went for the nine-hour grandstand-a-thon. Ending with the dope from Texas's weak effort. We're going to play a couple of montages yeah. for you coming up, because especially you early risers probably didn't get to hear much of it yesterday. But Strzok made a... Well, there are a number of good points on the D side also. But Strzok made the point that I think most of us have an understanding of text, that they're hyperbole and shorthand. They're not like um, an agreement... A contract when you're buying a car, you you can't take them word for word literally, which right. is you know obviously true. Sure, that's a fair point. As they were trying to nail down mm. 100 million, to, you didn't think you thought 100 million <laughs> to zero should be the no. I didn't actually think that, and to say that I actually think that is stupid. <laughs> so he went on that. But here here's yeah. the biggest to me the biggest point that D's made several times throughout the day. If he was so hell bent on stopping Trump, as one of only a handful of people in the whole country that knew Trump was under investigation. Why didn't he leak that if he was so hell-bent on, on railroading Trump, on screwing Trump? Right. He right. had the power to leak that Trump was under investigation for collusion with Russia. With Russia. We all went to, uh, to the, our polling places on Election Day with no knowledge of that. Mm-hmm. He could have blown up. He, may, he, he maybe could have changed the entire election with that news, and he kept it quiet. That kind of makes it hard to uh, press the case that he was actively working to stop Trump as an FBI agent. Well, I would I would counter argue that maybe he was willing to go two steps, but not three, mm-hmm. um, because he could make investigatory decisions that protected Hillary and were more aggressive toward Trump without breaking oh, my, any laws. My what I just said does not do anything. To cover for how hard he pressed the Hillary case. Right. He still may have soft-pedaled that completely, and I think he did. But even with the Trump thing, what I'm saying is he was willing to do anything he could within the law, but he wasn't going to break the law and leak. Because I think he's an honorable guy. He's just biased. His textbook definition biased, as Trey Gowdy pointed out. Yeah. There's no getting around that. And MSNBC referring to him, and as the Patriot was asked questions throughout the day, are you serious with that talk? Well, they're pandering to their audience. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. We can play a... We can play a couple of montages for you if you want. An ad taken out in the San Francisco Chronicle today. Full page. Talking about the syringes and filth you have to step over on the streets of San Francisco. Wow. Filth like litter, like paper, like... Oh, no, Sean. mm, There's no delicate way to put this. Human filth. Uh Used food. Mm. Poop. We're talking about, Sean. It's a sick enough. It's crap. It's crap. It's crap. It's crap. We're going to talk to Mike Lyons at some point also about Trump meeting with Putin and North Korea's jerking us around now. That ain't good. Bobo, do we have some montages for you? Stay with us. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. nation.
been a circus in a kangaroo court run in banana Republican fashion. I'd buy tickets to that show. <laughs> that sounds entertaining. Kangaroo court, banana Republic circus. Is there something. any monkeys in that? Mm-hmm. Sounds like there'd be monkeys. So we got a number of things to get to. It's Friday, correct? Am I correct about that? Friday yes, it is. to the weekend time. Hooray, hooray. Mm-hmm. There's also plenty of substance, important stuff discussed at that hearing yesterday. But here's a little uh, life lesson here for you, for you kids out there. You can uh, do good stuff, but if you do bad stuff, people don't notice the good stuff. Simple as that. That's your message from the hearings. You got to keep. You got to be disciplined. You can deliver the Sermon on the Mount, and at the end of it, say, "By the way, I hate Mexican people," and walk out. And you, please, what are people going to be talking about? Right. You got to be smart. Yeah. Disciplined. So uh, we thought we'd give you a little montage of what happened um, yesterday in nine hours of testimony. God dang, at some point I would scream F-bombs at someone. Or just come over the table. That's it, I'm going to rip your eyes out of here, brother. (laughs) Anyway, here we go. But I strongly believe today's hearing is just another victory notch in Putin's belt and another milestone in our enemy's campaign to tear America apart. Eight days into your Russian collusion with the Trump campaign investigation, and you got another text from your uh, colleague, Lisa Page. Trump's not ever going to become president, right? Right? And you replied, no. No, he's not. We'll stop it. You're the lead investigator. You originated the investigation. And here you are before you've interviewed a single solitary witness saying, F Trump. Mr. Gowdy. Those personal expressions of my observing the political process of the presidential primaries had no bearing on my actions of any investigation. You need to understand that that was written late at night, off the cuff, and it was in response to a series of events that included then-candidate Trump insulting the immigrant family of a fallen war hero. And my presumption, based on that horrible disgusting behavior that the American population would not elect somebody demonstrating that behavior to be president of the United States. It was in no way, unequivocally, any suggestion that me, the FBI, would take any action whatsoever to improperly impact the electoral process. He's lying. He knows. We know he's lying. And he could probably pass polygraph. And I can't help but wonder, when I see you looking there with a little smirk, how many times did you look so innocent into your wife's eye and lie to her about oh, Lisa? Mr. Chairman, it's outrageous. Shame on you, Mr. Chairman. Please, this is intolerable harassment of the witness. What's wrong with that? You need your medication. I will not, based on direction of the FBI, to me, based on that, I will not answer that question. Because it goes to matters which are related to the ongoing investigation. And I am specifically directing you to answer the question in response to our subpoena that is being violated. Therefore, it is not a point of order. That's your ruling ruling of the chair. Now you're making up as you go along. Counsel for the FBI is sitting here behind me. 
May I consult with them? You may consult with your own counsel. Not with but I may not consult with the FBI's only, counsel? Only with your own counsel. Mr. Chairman, there's no basis for that. He can consult <laughs> with the FBI counsel. He's an FBI the employee. The gentleman is not recognized. And the chairman is not being proper. Oh, boy. The, uh, yeah, the chairman Goodlatte did not impress me. I like oh, that man. guy who sounds like a Marx brother. That guy's fun. <laughs> and the chairman's not being proper. <laughs> yeah, Goodlatte came off as a confused old man who had half an idea what he was doing. I'll tell you what. It could be just... I've known people. I have this problem a little bit myself. Everybody thinks I'm being sarcastic all the time, even when I'm being serious. Mm. I've had that problem my whole life. I really love you. Sounds like what? What What are you trying to say? Sounds like I'm being sarcastic. Yeah. but So maybe Strzok has that problem when he's not. But he seemed to me to be uh, smug and smirking and kind of feel like he doesn't need to answer questions from these people. Right. And that, that's, that's what his attitude seemed like to me. And he's completely wrong about that. I don't want to rush through to this, so after the news, I want to point out how very strange and suspicious one of his very eloquent answers was. Okay. Stay with me. On the Armstrong and Getty Show.